A very warm welcome is extended to everyone who joins us this evening for our worship, whether in the church or online. You're all very welcome. We trust that we really meet with the Lord this evening as we gather in his name. Our opening psalm is Psalm 111 on page 391 in the Scottish Psalter. And we sing the first five verses. Praise ye the Lord with my whole heart. I will God's praise declare where the assemblies of the just and congregations are. The whole works of the Lord our God are great above all measure. Sought out they are of every one that doth therein take pleasure. Praise ye the Lord. join together in prayer. Our loving Heavenly Father, it is our joy, our delight to come before you this evening, for this is your own day, a day that is hallowed, 
a day that is set apart for rest, for worship, for meeting with you. And we thank you for the blessings that have come our way this day already, and we give you thanks. And we pray that you would continue with us, that as we gather together in your house and in your name, that we would know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God is with us, and that to bless us, to bless us abundantly, to refresh our souls, to enlighten our minds, and to do us good. We pray that you would bless us as we sing the psalms that have been chosen. We pray, Lord, that we might sing them with feeling, that we would not just be repeating words to a set tune, but that we would sing as unto the Lord, not withholding anything that is due to your holy name. We pray that you would bless us as prayer is offered to you, that we come with full assurance of faith, that our God is a God who hears and who not only hears and listens but who abundantly answers prayer. And be with us, Lord, as we turn to your word. And we thank you that we have the scriptures. We have our own Bibles in our own language. We thank you that we can read we thank you that we can, to a measure, understand what we read. But we know we need the help of your Holy Spirit that we would fully comprehend the written word and that you would enable us by your grace to seize upon what the scriptures say to us. Enable us, we pray, that we might hold fast Unto the Lord our God. Do be with us and be with your people everywhere, wherever they meet, in our land or other lands. We pray wherever your people gather together in the precious name of the Lord Jesus that you would add your blessing uh, to their meditation of you that you would draw near to them and do them good. We pray, Lord, that you would magnify your name, that you would exalt your cause, and that your name would be magnified, even in our midst this evening. Have your own way. Help us not to strive or argue or debate with you, but help us in submission to kneel before our God and to let him have his way in our hearts and in our lives. So tarry with us, we pray. And we ask these things with the pardon of our sins, 
and in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We turn please to Psalm 42 on page 262 and we sing the first five verses. Like as the heart for water brooks in thirst doth pant and bray so pants my longing soul, O God that come to thee I may. My soul for God, the living God doth thirst when shall I near unto thy countenance approach and in God's sight appear like as the heart for water brooks
Our scripture reading this evening is taken from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 14, and we commence to read at verse 7, reading through to the end of verse 24. Luke chapter 14 and verse 7. Let us hear the word of God. Now he, that is Jesus, told a parable to those who were invited when he noticed how they chose the places of honor, saying to them, When you are invited by someone to a wedding feast, do not sit down in a place of honor lest someone more distinguished than you be invited by him. And he who invited you both will come and say to you, Give your place to this person, and then you will begin with shame to take the lower place. But when you are invited... Go and sit in the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he may say to you, Friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at table with you. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. He said also to the man who had invited him, When you give a dinner or banquet, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors, lest they also invite you in return and you be repaid. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the just. When one of those who reclined at table with him heard these things, he said to him, Blessed is everyone who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. But he said to him, A man once gave a great banquet and invited many. And at the time for the banquet he sent his servant to say to those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a field, and I must go out and see it. Please have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to examine them. Please have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So the servant came and reported these things to his master. Then the master of the house became angry and said to his servant, Go out quickly to the streets and lanes of the city and bring in the poor, the crippled and blind and lame. And the servant said, Sir, what you commanded has been done, and still there is room. And the master said to the servant, 
go out to the highways and hedges and compel people to come in, that my house may be filled. For I tell you, none of those men who were invited shall taste my banquet. Amen. We thank God for his word. We pray his blessing upon its reading. Let's again turn to God in prayer. Let us pray. Our loving Father, we thank you for the privilege of speaking with you in prayer. We thank you that you have reminded us again and again from your word and from our own experience that you do indeed hear and answer. We thank you for the opportunity of praying for others. Lord, we remember before you those who with, and we ask that you would draw near to them. We pray for Angus and Deirdre, and we ask, Lord, that as they uh, travel home from Australia, that you would grant to them journeying mercies. Keep your hand upon them. Bring them back to us in safety and in peace. Lord, this evening our thoughts also turn to Zara in India. And we thank you for how you are helping her to really settle in. We pray that you would continue to bless her and help her and undertake for her. Lord, we pray for those who have real difficulties with their health, those who are facing surgery, those who are awaiting results of tests. We pray, Lord, that you would strengthen them and help them and cause them to know your presence in an unmistakable way. And above all, Lord, grant them the assurance that you are in control and that it is well with their souls. Lord, we seek to pray for the persecuted church wherever it is found, in lands across the seas. Lord, strengthen your people and we pray that when fiery trials come upon them, that they will be able to stand strong in the Lord and for the Lord, and that they would witness a good confession, even during times of difficulty and persecution. Lord, bless your church worldwide. Cause it to thrive and prosper and grow in grace and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ, her Lord. Lord, do bless the witness of your people. Add to your church those who should be saved. Cause individuals to hear the gospel invitation and to gladly respond. 
Hear us, we pray, and abundantly answer our prayer for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We turn, please, to Psalm 119 on page 399, and we sing the first six verses. Blessed are they that undefiled and straight are in the way, who in the Lord's most holy law do walk and do not stray. Blessed are they who to observe his statutes are inclined and who do seek the living God with their whole heart and mind. Blessed are they that undefiled.
looking to the Lord for help and guidance, we want to consider this evening verse 16 of the passage we read from Luke chapter 14, words of Jesus himself. A man once gave a great banquet and invited many. A man once gave a great banquet and invited many. And there's one word that I want you please to hold in your mind as we consider this text. And the word is invitation. Invitation. You don't need me to explain what invitation means. I'm sure we all have received over the years many invitations. The first point I have for you tonight is the invitation given in verse 16. A man once gave a great banquet and invited many. Well, what's the point of having a great banquet for yourself? For just a family, for husband, wife, father, mother, sons, daughters. This is a great banquet. And many are invited. As I thought about this, I thought of King Charles III being in France and attending a great banquet. It wouldn't be the first one he had attended, but not as many as his dear late mother. A great banquet. But all the state banquets of all the nations of all the years fail to compare with the banquet that is prepared not by this nameless man but by the king of all kings and the lord of all lords who has all the resources of the earth at his disposal who has all that heaven best affords and he has prepared a banquet and all are invited it is a great banquet and many are invited the invitation goes out not to a guest list, but to all people everywhere. No one is excluded from the invitation. It's for everyone. It's for the whosoever will may come to the Lord's banquet. A great banquet. Many invited and the invitation is immediate it's not for some time in the future as often we get an invitation and the date is plainly 
set out and we're advised to remember this date, to keep it free. This invitation is immediate. Dearly beloved, it's tonight. It's here. It's now. It's at this moment in time. And it's for you. And if you have never yet responded to this invitation, God waits on you this evening to respond positively to the invitation that has been given. The second thing I would say about this is the invitation is rejected in verses 18 to 20. But they all alike began to make excuses. One had bought a field, one had bought five yoke of oxen, one had married a wife. Oh, the excuses were there ready to hand. The invitation was rejected. If you receive an invitation and you cannot accept it for one reason or another, you try to be as polite as possible in turning down that invitation. But there's no polite way to turn down the invitation of God in his son, Jesus Christ. To decline the invitation would be far too, pol far too polite a word for what you are really doing. You are rejecting the invitation. As I spoke with the children this morning, there are those who say, not my king, not my place at the banquet of God in heaven, not for me, I reject it, I don't want it, I will have nothing to do with it. So if you this evening have never yet responded positively and most thankfully for this great invitation, do it this evening. Don't reject it any further. Close in with God's offer of mercy in his Son. Accept gladly the invitation. Don't make any excuse, because no excuse is acceptable to God. Think of all that he has done for you. Think of the preparation he has made for you. A man once gave a great banquet and invited many. A great banquet prepared by Jesus. He is the man 
who has prepared a great banquet and he invites you will you take that please take it personally individually it is for you do not I plead with you do not reject the invitation then in verse 21 we see that the invitation has been widened it was wide enough originally but now the invitation is widened even further more than many being invited everyone is invited and look at what verse 21 says he said to the servant go out quickly to the streets and lanes of the city and bring in the poor and crippled and blind and lame (coughs) not just the man's friends many of them invited to the banquet but now go out and this is a message to the church to go out look where they are to go to go out quickly there must be an urgency for this invitation go out quickly to the streets and lanes of the city streets where people live where well to do people live they have a house on the street they have a number to the house on the street they have a name they have a postal address go out to the streets and go out to the lanes I don't mean to offend anybody but lanes are not streets lanes are where poorer people usually live compared to the wonderful streets of the city go out extend the invitation go out and bring in the poor and crippled and blind and lame no physical condition bars anyone from coming from responding to the invitation whatever you are God wants you in go out and bring in the poor and crippled and blind and lame so please don't make excuses by saying I am this or that or the other thing because God is willing to overlook whatever you are and to receive you in Christ his son and bring you into his banqueting house the invitation is widened please be assured this evening that the invitation has been widened 
to include you. Don't rule yourself out of coming, of responding to the invitation when God himself has not ruled you out. The invitation given, the invitation rejected, the invitation widened. And then in verse 23, the invitation extended further. It shows the magnitude of God's grace. It shows the scope of his mercy. His arms are open wide. And in verse 23, after the servant had said, What you commanded has been done, and still there is room. And the master said to the servant, Go out to the highways and hedges, and compel people to come in, that my house may be filled. The Lord has already sent the servant out into the streets and the lanes to bring in those who are poor and crippled and blind and lame. And the servant says it's all been done, but there's still room. There's still plenty of room. And the reply from the master was, go out to the highways and hedges and compel people to come in that my house may be filled. Such is the concern of the Lord for those who are outside of his kingdom, represented by being out in the highways and byways. If you take nothing else from this sermon this evening, please take this. The Lord wants you in. He wants you in. So don't delay and don't refuse him. Go out to the highways and hedges and compel people to come in that my house may be filled. The Lord already has his people gathered in. Those who have responded by grace and faith to this invitation. And oh yes, they have come. And I tell you, everyone who has come is glad they came. Delighted to be invited. Thrilled that they responded. And delighted to be in the house of the Lord. But the Lord still has room. That's why we have a church here. That's why we have services. That's why we preach the gospel of redeeming grace. That others outside of the kingdom of God might be brought in. Might be prayed in. Might be persuaded in. To the family gathering of God and his people. Compel people to come in. 
How do we do that? Not by twisting arms up backs. Not by putting a rope around them and dragging them in. No. Compel them with the love, with the grace, with the mercy, with the pardon, with the assurance of God's love. That's the compelling thing. Not forcing people against their will, but persuading them, compelling them by the grace of God that they might see Jesus and what he has done for them. And so be willing to respond positively uh, to the invitation. Have you come? Are you still outside, still waiting? You may want to wait, but the Lord will not wait forever. His Spirit will not always strive with man. And today, if you hear the voice of the Lord, do not harden your heart by refusing, rejecting the invitation. But come, while the door of mercy is still open, while the day of grace is still upon us, come when you hear God speaking with you. The invitation given, the invitation rejected, the invitation widened, and the invitation extended further. And finally, in verse 24, the invitation upheld. For I tell you that none of those men who were invited shall taste my banquet. None of those men, that is the men who made excuses, the one who bought a field, the other who bought oxen, the one who married, their excuses will not count with God. None of those men who were invited shall taste my banquet. But the invitation still stands for those who will, without excuse and without delay, respond to God's offer of mercy and grace and come to his banqueting table. And this, of course, this parable that Jesus spoke of the great banquet is a foretaste of the marriage supper of the Lamb. In Revelation it is described for us. And oh, what a, what a gathering that will be. What a welcome each one will receive. 
what glories they will taste because they responded to the invitation they came they came when they could they came when they were invited they did not reject or make excuses I once and it has stayed with me I once heard someone describe the banquet in heaven as being like a a great house with lights on inside and there was indeed a great banquet and many were there those who were outside in darkness who had refused to come in to the banquet could look through the windows and see because everywhere was light could see what was going on but those who were inside couldn't look outside and see those who had refused to come because it was darkness and you know what it is like if you're in a house that is well lit up others can see in if the curtains or blinds aren't closed but you can't really see out into the darkness but the invitation is still upheld to come I tell you none of those men who were invited shall taste my banquet and see how often and it's not by accident it's deliberate because every word of scripture is given by the Lord it's there for a purpose but in the passage that we read see how often how repeatedly this word invited or invitation occurs and I have used it countless times this evening but the invitation doesn't come from a preacher it comes from the Lord himself it is he in his grace and mercy invites you it is he who bids you come it is he who opens his arms to receive you to receive you with the greatest of pleasure so why don't you come why don't you respond to God's great offer to his banqueting feast the invitation given it's given to you individually the invitation rejected and I trust that there's not one person here or online who will reject such a wonderful invitation the invitation widened the invitation extended further and the invitation upheld may the Lord bless his word to our hearts this evening let us pray 
Our Father, we thank you for our gathering together in your name this evening. We thank you for this passage of scripture we have considered. We thank you for all that it says to us about your grace and your mercy. We thank you for reminding us and reinforcing in our thinking how much you care for us, your great love for us, and all the preparation that you make for us to come to you. Give us grace, we pray, that we might not withhold anything from you, that we might not delay our coming at your invitation. But while there is time, while there is still grace available, oh, help us to come to taste and see that the Lord is good and the blessedness of everyone who trusts in him. Hear us, we ask, and seal your word into our hearts. For your name's sake. Amen. We turn to Psalm 9 on page 209 to sing in closing from verse 11 down to uh, verse, sorry, from verse 7 down to verse 11. That's Psalm 9 on page 209 from verse 7 down to 11. God shall endure for a he doth. For judgment set his throne in righteousness to judge the world. Justice to give each one. God shall endure.
Now the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be 